pointed out to me that babies are born so little because they have a way of showing us that they gonna do what they wanna do. When a baby feel like crying, and I mean they too little to, to, to beat or to, you know, so babies get their way most of the time because they'll just bust out crying and won't shut up till you give them what they want. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, they make you want to kill them. Mm -hmm. But then it was said that God make them so cute and cuddly that you can't kill them. Because they're too cute and cuddly. But every now and then, sometimes, we just want to be able to do what we want to do. Hallelujah. So God has sent me by today just to let you know that we've only made it this far by faith. Amen. We as a ministry, we as a people, we have only made it this far by faith. You gotta ask yourself, what's the difference between you and the person that died and the one that didn't? What's the difference? Except your name written in the book. See, there's a book that our names have been written in. And not only have our names been written in books, everything that we do, everything that we have done, everything that we're doing right now, and everything that we're going to do, it's written in books. It's in Revelation. He calls one the book, and then yeah. he calls the rest of them the books with an S. And God, we not surprising God. Hallelujah. Amen. We not surprising God by showing up today. You not surprising God when you go into HEB, when you doing your thing, when you got your side piece, and you got your sack under the bed, and you got, you, <laughs> listen, don't think that you surprising or fooling God about anything. Amen. You might, you might be able to fool me. Hallelujah. Because I'm not omnipresent. Yeah. I can't be at all places at one time. But how many of you know God is everywhere? Amen. He's ubiquitous. Hallelujah. Amen. And we cannot fool God. So uh, I would ask today that we would simply stop trying to. Amen. Stop Amen. trying to fool God. And when you get in the mindset of stop trying to fool God, you're going to realize there ain't no need to try to fool people either. Because they ain't got heaven to hit. Yeah. They ain't got heaven to hell to get you anyway. Amen. 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 So as we talk today, I want to talk uh, using the subject this morning. We've come this far by faith. Amen. It's only by faith. Look, I really do. I, I really wish I would have done better in school. I don't even know if that was an accurate civic structure. Done better. I don't know. I wish I would have uh, been a better husband. Hallelujah. I've only gotten this far by faith in God. Amen. That I'm, I'm not rich enough. God knows I ain't tall enough. Amen. I'm not handsome enough. I ain't got enough money in my pocket. But it's only by faith that I've come this far. Amen. Amen. And I want to use uh, what God gave me because uh, looking at uh, the Hebrew writer, the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 11, and this is what we call the faith chapter. Yeah. If you want to know, uh, <coughs> if you really want to learn your Bible, one good way to learn your Bible is to learn it in sections. The first five books is called Books of the Law. And when you read them, you'll see that a lot of what you see in uh, Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and Leviticus, you'll see they basically, it's just like the Gospels almost, they said the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, technically, you can almost get away with reading one of them. Technically, not, not you shouldn't read one, but I'm just saying, they saying so much of the same thing. First five books of the law. Then you go into the, the history books. Then you go into the poetry books. Then into the prophets. Then into the New Testament. And in the New Testament, you got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark. So you can really learn your Bible by reading it, by learning the sections. Amen? Amen. And what this section is, the Hebrew writer, the Hebrew writer took time, and I, I keep calling him the Hebrew writer, because there is no solid fact on who the author of Hebrew actually is. Amen. So I'm going to just uh, address him as, or her for that matter, I'm going to address the author as the Hebrew writer. And one thing that the Hebrew writer did is he, he wrote in the New Testament from an Old Testament mindset. Because uh, when you read the book of Hebrews, it's talking about all of that stuff that the Old Testament talked about. How the temple is constructed. What does sin do in your life? All of those things. Well, uh, knowing that we've come this far by faith, uh, God put it on my heart that I would use the faith chapter to help build your faith 
in God. Amen. And I do feel uh, that on this day when we're celebrating the 13th year of Sabbath rest existence, yeah. uh, God allowed us to start this ministry in 2009, and here we are now in 2022. And God has shown me that we've only come this far as a ministry by faith. Now, there, there's, there's several of us in this room that have been here since 2009. When we started down there on 8 and 4th Avenue, uh, some of y'all that's in this room started back then with us. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, there's those that started there that's not here with us. Hallelujah. Amen. But what we want to do uh, is come today to, to honestly to be able to admit, and, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, that along the way, and in 2009, for those of you who remember, in 2009, I admitted to you that I'd never been a senior pastor before. And nine times out of 10, since I had never done it before, I was very aware of the fact that I was probably gonna make some mistakes. I was aware of that fact, hallelujah. Because anything that you've never done before, nine times out of 10, you're not gonna be good at it, hallelujah. But as you, as you go on, as you matriculate through that thing, as you continue to grow in that thing, uh, the, 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 the saying is, once I know better, I should do better. Amen. Amen. So we're coming today to encourage you that you've only come this far by faith. Now watch this. Some of us have big faith. Some of our faith is this big. Now honestly, some of us got this much faith. He calls it the, the faith the size of a mustard seed. But just because the mustard seed is small, the mustard seed is very powerful. Amen. So even a little bit of faith can get you to listen to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because tell the truth, some, some of us, sometimes those of us that, that have grown and we got this big, big faith, we're still not choosing God at every fork in the road in our lives either. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But we only have come this far by faith. Now when we look at verse 5 in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, it starts off by letting us know, right away he says that it was by faith that Enoch was translated. Now, what that word means in the King James is he was taken without dying. He was translated from, from earthly life, and he was taken right into heaven. Now, the Bible says that there will be no flesh and blood in heaven. So somewhere along the line, when Enoch and Elijah was being translated up, somewhere along the line, they lost their flesh and got their glorified body. Or they got two people walking in heaven in the flesh. Now the Bible don't tell, don't tell us what happened. It just uses this word translated. Hallelujah. Amen. Meaning that it crossed from one side over to another. Amen. So Enoch now, it says that it was by faith. Everybody say by faith. By faith. He was translated that he should not see death. Now this word death has been erroneously defined in the community. One thing that we have to learn how to do, uh, children of God, is we have to learn how to define words. And as black folk growing up in America, we're notorious for misdefining words. We make it, watch this. Not only are we uh, notorious for misdefining words, we make up words. Okay. In the black community, we, we make up words. Amen. And, and nobody knows what you're talking about but us. We go in a room full of white folk, Hispanic, and Asians and have a whole conversation, and we leave out the room, they're like, what did I just say? But all the black people in the room know what I said. Hallelujah. So he's saying now that he did not see death. Now this word death, honestly, does not mean to cease living. This word death really means to be separated from. Amen. Now watch this. That's why in the first in the Bible in the beginning, God said, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. What, God didn't know what he was talking about? <laughs> well, no, God understood the real definition of death. Mm -hmm. he, he knew that they were going to die, not that their bodies was going to cease from breathing and the heart was going to stop, but they were going to now be separated from him. And those of us that saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, we know now that being separated from God is just like being dead. Amen. We know that. Now, now, hold up, let's tell the truth. When we was out in the world doing our thing, come on, we're doing what we want to do, didn't we think we was alive? Yeah. Hallelujah. But now you look back on them days and you was like, boy, you start counting the times I could have been dead. Okay. Remember that night? Remember that night? Yeah. Remember that night? All them days and nights where we really should have been dead. Yeah. 
Amen. Dead in our bodies, our body. Yeah. But what happened was we were dead on the inside because our body was still moving around, our flesh was still moving around, but you was dead on the inside. You ever felt dead on the inside? Yeah. Amen. I'm talking like dead to where you don't get up and turn the light on, yeah. you don't turn the TV yeah. on, you don't want to talk to nobody, you don't want to eat, you don't even want to hear your favorite song. <laughs> but why? Because your spirit and your soul is now what? Separated, Separated from God. Yeah. Amen. And, and this is why drugs and alcohol and, and stuff like that is so prevalent. Because it makes us feel alive on the inside when we really dead. So we get high. Hallelujah. But this is the problem with getting high. It only lasts for so long. <laughs> so when, when, when your life wear out or your, or your your, 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 your enjoyment went out, but you got to go back and do it. Amen. You got to go back and get high. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Amen. So he says that he did not see death. In other words, he didn't see the separation from God. Amen. It says, and he was found because God translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. This was Enoch's testimony. I pleased God. Amen. My life pleased God. Now some would read this and say, hold up, Enoch getting a little bit beside himself. But the writer let us know in the beginning of verse 5 that it really wasn't Enoch that pleased God. It was the faith that Enoch showed that pleased God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it takes faith for you to come down here on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amen. Now, I used to tease Poopy all the time. I would tell her, boy, you show love Sabarez. You passed one of the biggest, prosperous, most prosperous church, <laughs> churches in Southeast Texas to come down here. Amen. That means that she really has faith. She really believes. Hallelujah. Not that the I'm not saying that the people in Antioch don't. Don't, get, don't miss what I'm saying. But when you make it a point in your life on every Saturday morning, you see, now, I'm, I'm not knocking nobody, but I do want to make this statement. It's easier to go to church on Sunday because the world closed down. Amen. Amen. See, most of your jobs ain't open on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And if it is, they understand you gonna go, you might want to go to church. See, on Saturday, I catch hell trying to get folk here because I gotta compete with your job. I gotta compete with the football games. I gotta compete with basketball. I gotta compete with the uh, uh, family reunion, with the party and the picnic. I gotta compete with all that. God gotta compete with all that. Never let the Sunday out. So on, 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 on Sabbath, yeah. it seems like the Sabbath churches, you got very few people because you're competing against the world. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And even the people that go to church on Sunday, usually that's why they out by, by, by noon or one, because they got to go and watch the game and go to the game and go to the party and go to the picnic. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So what, what we're looking at now, he says that he had a testimony that he pleased God. Now let me tell you something. And most of us, I don't care how low we are. I don't care how much dope you smoke. I don't care how much you drink. I don't care how much you're screwing around. You do have a tent, a, an intent inside that you do want to please God. Yeah. Yes, you do, yeah. whether yeah. you know it or not. Yeah. Any little thing you try to do right, you doing it so you can please God. Amen. And I do believe that every human being has that built into them intrinsically. Hallelujah. Some of us have to be uh, trained, and this is what raising children is about. You raise your children so when they get 18, they can go. Because nine times out of 10, they're going to have some children. Uh -huh. Okay. So you ain't raised them right. All right. Nine times out of 10, yeah. they ain't going to raise theirs right. Now they're going to have them. Wave your hand if you said when you was a teenager you wasn't having none. And now you got a house full. Amen. See, so so we go have them. And if we're not giving our bakers an example on how to get the next generation ready, they're not gonna know how. They're gonna do the same thing that was done to them. Okay, I'm moving on. So when we look at it, he said now, he pleased God. How did he please God? By the things he did. That's that's that, that's how we please God, by the things we say and by the things we do. Now, some people might tell you, well, we don't uh, serve God by works no more. I'll, I'll scan this Bible and show you 50 scriptures that say, uh, according to your works, according to what you have done, according to God putting us to do his good works before the foundation. I can quote them all day long, so you can't tell me it ain't no works for the Christian to do. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. 
so with, with the, the book of Zephaniah, the minor prophet Zephaniah said uh, uh, in chapter 3, I think it's verse 17, that we please God. Now, don't, I don't know about you, but I felt real proud whenever I made my mom and my daddy proud of me. Yeah. It made me proud of me when my mama was proud of me. Yeah. You know, I'm glad my mama got the chance to see me go to the United States Army before she died. So my mama was worried about me. I, I was a good teenager. Yeah. Hallelujah. I got into everything I wanted to get into and I tried everything. My mama was worried about me. But I'm glad before she closed her eyes that she was able to see her son somewhat successful. I was in the United States Army. I had an honorable, honest job. I was making an honorable, honest living. I was taking care of my family. I had to call her every week for money. And, uh, hallelujah. Amen. So, but, but, but when my mama was proud of me, guess what that did? That made me proud of me. Yeah. Hallelujah. And once I found out how I felt to be proud of myself, I didn't want to stop. Hallelujah. Right. This somebody introduced me to crack cocaine, but I ain't going to tell that story. <laughs> Amen. But I had to get off of that so I could get back into feeling good about myself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, now his testimony was, he pleased God. Now listen, the Bible says in Revelation, uh, in, in chapter 12, it says that they overcame him. How? How do we overcome the enemy? By the, words of our by the words of our testimony. Now, I don't want everybody to stand up and holler at once, but what is your testimony? What is it that you can tell somebody every single day that could help somebody change their life? That one thing that happened to you in your life, now some of us got several stories, yeah. Yeah. but they got one thing that did happen in your life that made you change your life, that made you say, you know what? I have had enough. Enough yeah. is enough. I'm not going to be doing it. I don't want to live my life like this. That's your testimony. Whatever it is that turned you around, whatever it is that made the light come on, yeah. whatever it is that made you put the dope down, put the drink down, put the woman on the side, put the man on the side down, whatever it is that made you come to your realization as the prodigal son, the Bible says he came to himself. Well, what made him come to himself? He was eaten with pigs. And not only was he eaten with pigs, he was eaten with the pigs ate. And all of us need to have a day in our life like that. All of us need to have a, a time in our life where we hit rock bottom and it ain't nowhere to go but up. All of us need to wallow in the mud. All of us might need to spend some time in prison. All of us might need to go to the United States Army and spend some time in the hot desert because they, they got certain things in your life that can help you change your life around. Hallelujah. And that's your testimony. In other words, they tell me you ain't got no money if you ain't been through no test. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So we see Amen. it says in verse 6, it says with but. Uh-oh. Now I look, I looked at about 20 versions of the Bible. I looked at the NIV, the NLT, the New Living Translation, I'm sorry, the uh, NASB, uh, the King James, the New King James. I looked at about 20 versions of the Bible. And a conjunction is used in each one of them. If it's not the word but, it's the word and. Verse 6 starts with but and and or now then. In other words, what he said, the only way Enoch got over was by faith. Watch this in verse 6. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Pay your tithes, that ain't going to get it. It's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But when we want to please God, use faith in God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Show God that you love him by doing things, not, not, not religiously, but consistently. Amen. Now, how many of you know what religion does? Religion just simply says you're going to do the same thing over and over and over the same way. That's just religion. Hallelujah. Amen. But when we love the Lord, you don't get into religion. You get into relationship. Amen. Right. So now when we talk about relation, how many of y'all ever been in a relationship? I'm talking about where you was in love. <laughs> if, if, come on, you ain't got to be ashamed to raise your hand. Ain't nothing wrong with being in love, but they made being in love unpopular in 2022. People scared to say they in love. In 2022, why? But why, D? Because the flavor of the month is hate. The flavor of the month is hate. And we watch this. I bet you if I ask you to raise your hand, if you know somebody in your life you hate, you raise your hand. Because that's the flavor of the month. It's easy to hate in this society. But it's hard to love in this society. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're talking about, he says, but without faith is impossible to please God. Why? Because for he that comes to God must first of all what? Believe Amen. that God is real. Amen. 
I know some adults that are still grappling with that question. Is God real? I know some people 40, 50, 60 years old, 70 years old, still grappling with the fact. Yeah. Is God real? Well, if you want to show somebody God is real, you take them outside and you better watch the sun come up over here. And then let them go through their whole day. You show them the fish that's still swimming in the water. You can show them the birds that's still flying in the air. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And then you in late the evening, you turn them around this way and you let them watch the sun go down in the west. Let me tell you something. You can do that every day of your life and it's going to happen the same way every time. Yeah. That lets me know God is real. See, we're getting ready to go into uh, springtime now. Things are going to start regenerating and become brand new again. And you pass down the street right now, they got some blocks you can look at. I can see, from my backyard right now, I can see Craig's house since I cut my red tips in the alley down. I can look from my backyard and I can see Craig's backyard. But wait till uh, uh, a spring come and all the leaves and all the flowers and everything begin to grow. I'm not gonna be able to see all the way, why? Because I got all this newness of life around me. Now I want you to understand something. God created seasons and we know that the flowers become brand new. We know that uh, insects, animals and everything, everything sheds. But I want you to know something. God made springtime for human beings to come up. We're supposed to become brand new too. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is what springtime is all about. Amen. Don't you feel better? Watch this. We've been stuck inside the winter like it's cold today. Ain't nobody hanging out outside. <laughs> now we got nanny. I ran to the door. And me and her, we had to almost run to the car. Because it's that kind of weather out there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But you see, now it's coming a time where the weather's going to change. Yeah. The day's going to be longer. We're going to be outside and our picnics, our barbecue. We're going to be having a good time. Why? Because we understand that I can now go outside because there's newness of life now. I even feel new. Your hair going to start growing different in the springtime. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything about you is going to change. Your skin color going to change. You ever notice that? Yeah. In the winter, how you a little brighter? <laughs> Amen, 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 amen. Get scared of each other. Nobody breakfast with black friends. They get nervous. Amen, amen. So he says that that we must believe that God is. Now here's the other part. Once you understand that God is really real, look at what he said. That he rewards those of us that diligently, which means consistently, seek Him. Amen. Seek Him. Yeah. Now what we do? Now, now, honest, tell the truth. What we usually do is seek the things that he gives us. Yeah. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 around verse 33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and all these things you're struggling after will be given to you anyway. So we're struggling behind some stuff that if we would just serve God and please him, he would give us the stuff that we're struggling for. Now, I'm not saying be lazy and sit at home and don't go to work. God yeah. put a man in, by, by the time we got to Genesis chapter 2, God gave the man a job. Okay. The Bible said he put him in the garden and keep it in till. Yeah. So yeah, we supposed to go to work, but don't be a workaholic. Amen. Huh? All right. Amen. 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 Because some of us have wrapped our whole identity into our jobs mm. instead of into God. And that same money that the job is paying you, God can put you in a better position where you don't even have to work that hard, work around idiots and fools all day, and you can make just as much on seven on a Somebody better say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see that Enoch now had faith in God. But since the Bible really don't tell us much about Enoch, I want to use the life of Moses today for my illustration. Now, in Moses' life, Moses' life showed uh that it's not by might, nor is it by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Now, I got saved in 1996. And from the point of, of May of 1996 to this point, I've learned to trust in God more and more. I won't say every year, yeah. but I know from back then in 1996 up until now, I have learned how to put my faith, my hope, and my trust in God. Amen. How did I do that? I kept on trying. I kept on striving. I kept on coming. There was no reason I was going to miss church. There was no reason I was going to miss Bible study. Amen. You got to put God first. You got to make him a priority. Amen. And this is what we see in the, in the life of Moses. Moses understood by the time he got to the Red Sea, 
Now, he didn't understand as long as he was in Egypt arguing with Pharaoh. But by the time Moses got to the Red Sea, and Moses got the Red Sea in front of him, he got the people of Israel on the side of him complaining, murmuring and complaining. He got Pharaoh coming up the back way. Hallelujah. In other words, he felt like what? He ain't had nowhere to go. You ever felt like you didn't have nowhere to go? You ever felt like you didn't have no direction to turn? That when you go, you're looking toward the front, there's a problem. You look toward the right, to the left, there's a problem. You look on this side, there's a problem. You turn around and try to get back out that thing, and there's a problem behind you too. You have been closed in by problems. I know I'm talking to somebody today, because some of us got money problems, some of us got relationship problems, some of us got health problems, some of us got alcohol and drug problems, some of us got a, a problem on our job, some of us got a problem when we go to H-E-B, some of us got problems all around. But let me tell you who's the problem solver. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And one thing I understand about God is that God told Moses, hallelujah, he says, all I want you to do, you know that stick you've been using to balance yourself? Uh -huh. right yeah. He said, I want you to raise that same stick up in the air. And he said, when you raise that stick up in the air, something out. is going to happen. Yeah, Moses yeah, said, yeah. what? Do you know yeah. sometimes God is gonna get try to get you to do something, but He ain't gonna tell you what? Yeah. Move. Yeah. Remember now when we did the, a story about the ten lepers. Remember what it said about the ten lepers? They yelled and hollered, "Jesus save us or heal us." Actually, actually they said, "Jesus have mercy on us." And the Bible didn't say that Jesus healed them right then. It says what? As they went. You see, so some of us asking God for things, and we think he just going to plop it on us. No, honey, you got to get up and start doing something. All right. All right. If you still sitting at home just waiting on God to show up, you waiting in vain. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. When that woman, that woman, her husband had died, and the, the bill collectors had, was coming to get her children, because that's what they did back in the day. I know some of you going to stop paying your bills on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> But they don't do that no more, amen? But back in the day when you was in debt and your husband died, they would come and take the children. And, and sometimes if the children wasn't enough, they would take you too and put you in slavery until you paid that debt off. That's the way they did it. But remember now, when the prophet came to the woman, she thought the prophet was just going to bless her. He said, no, what you got in your house? All right. Hallelujah. You see, so God has blessings for us. Somebody say, God got a blessing. God got a blessing for us, but he want to see what you're going to do first. Why? Because you got to learn how to move and trust in God. How? By faith. Because I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it for me. I know, hallelujah, I just got to have faith in him. Amen. So we see now that Moses, just because Moses was chosen by God and Moses was being used by God, I don't want you to be fooled now that Moses still had problems in his life. Amen. You see, that's an error teaching of the church. To teach people once you get saved, you ain't gonna have no problems in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're gonna have all kinds of problems. <laughs> you're gonna have more problems. Yeah. You're gonna have more than the ones you got now. Yeah, Why? Yeah. Because you just came an enemy of hell. Yeah. You just came an enemy of the devil. Yeah. Hallelujah. So don't think all oh, you know the folk that's in church ain't got no problem, child. We got more problems than you. All right. They got more folk that's broke in church than they do out in the world. They got more sick folk in church, hallelujah, because the Bible says in Paul's rendition of the Eucharist, it says that because they planned with the elements of God, some of them are sick and some of them die. hallelujah, sitting right in church, hallelujah, and can't get right, yeah, amen, yeah, yeah, yeah. amen, so, but, but it's still because uh, our relationship with God is really not 100% predicated upon your life on earth. Our relationship with God is predicated upon our life in eternity. Amen. But some of us have turned on, uh, inward to where we can only see new cars, new houses, more money. Honey, it ain't about that. It's about eternity yeah. with God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we're going to get some stuff down here on yeah. earth. Yeah. Ain't no problem to get some stuff on earth. Amen. Amen. But our true relationship with God, it hinges on what's going to happen to us eternity. Now, I don't know about you. Yeah. And, and, and they got people that do this. I call it, listen to me carefully, listen. I call it trading in the big, big for, the, for little. the little. yeah. Listen, Hunter, I'm talking about those of us who have decided, for whatever reason, to trade in the big for the little. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to use this as my example. I had a friend one time. And he worked for a beer company. And every day after work, 
he was coming home with a case of beer. So I asked him, I said, man, them people give you a case of beer every day? He said, man, every day. They don't mind if we take it. I say, nah, bro. That ain't right. <laughs> yeah. I say, you better stop that because what you're going to do is you're going to trade in that one case of beer for that 17, 18, 19, 20. Because he was making good money. For that little, for that little uh, uh, money, you trade in a case of beer for $1,200, $1,300 a month. $1,300 a month, go buy your own case of beer. You leave the people beer there. So some of us have decided to trade in the big for the little. Hallelujah. So Moses is showing us now through his life that it's not about your life on earth being perfect. We trying to get you to heaven. Amen. Now, Amen. Church, listen, church is like this. Some days it's good. Some days it ain't so good. That's just the truth. Hallelujah. But this life on this earth is not predicated upon how good church was. Amen. Amen. And some of us have left church because we feel like we're getting nothing out of it. Yeah, yeah. But let me show you something. You put your glass under the faucet and go like this. Turn it on, turn it off. You got anything to drink? No. Nothing. You got to keep your watch this. He say my cup does what? Run it over. How does it run over? Why? Because they did what? They're filling it up. They kept their glass under the faucet. But if you want to take your glass from under God's faucet hmm. and go out there and live in the world on your own, <laughs> I mean, come on. Do not allow Amen. the devil Amen. to separate you Amen. from God. Amen. Amen. And sometimes I'm the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I teach hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's been some stuff I've said that made people run about it and not yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah. But don't you let this little five foot seven demon keep you from a holy, righteous, almighty, loving God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because one thing I understand, and this is why I'm telling you from two thousand uh from two thousand and nine up until now, I had to learn some things. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we see now that Moses was put in a room. Let me show you how God is. God chose Moses from the conception when he was in his mama's womb. When he was born, his mama hid him for three months, the Bible said. Mm -hmm. And after she couldn't hide him no more, she put him in a basket and floated him down the river. Let me show you how good God is. Mm -hmm. It was Pharaoh's uh, daughter mm -hmm. who found Moses mm -hmm. in the river. Yep. And Moses was raised with the best of everything. Moses went to the best schools. Moses had the best dressed clothes. Moses was raised in the best neighborhood. Look, ain't God good? Yeah. This yeah. boy was from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. This boy was from the ghetto. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Jews were slaves. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand that God now will take you and place you in positions so you can succeed. But what if you ain't with God? Ooh, can yeah, he yeah. actually maneuver your life? No. Let me tell you something about God. I say this to Sabbaths all the time. If God is not number one on your list, he won't be on your list at all. Because mm. see, we think, mm. now America have trained our mind to think, well, I can put God in fifth, in fifth place. You know, I got my job, my family, my money, I love fishing, and, and I love to go to the boat. And you can put all that in front of God. Mm. How, well, how you know I put it in front of you, preacher? Because that's what you're spending all your time, talent, and money on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Amen. So Moses now is our example today, and he was raised with the best of everything. And that's just how God leads, led Sabbath rest over these last 13 years. You see, y'all might not know, but I'm the pastor, so I know. <laughs> you don't know how many times I almost locked them doors. Got ready to sell the building. Mm. Dissolve the ministry. <laughs> God say, but it ain't yours to dissolve. Ah, ah, amen. Me and God have some Yeah, business. yeah. Over these 13 years, God now has some serious fights. <laughs> oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember last week and a few weeks prior, we've been talking about uh, 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 numerology? Numerology, the study of numbers in the Bible. Yeah. And we know that the number three, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Uh, we know that the number seven, seven means perfection. And 
We know that the number 10 means complete and the number 12 means uh, authority, complete authority because of the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles. We know all of that. And watch this. And if you're going to believe all those numbers mean something because it meant something in your favor, I got I got totally, I didn't know how to preach today. I didn't know how it was going to come to you today because I messed around and looked up what the number 13 mean and it means demonic. How many of y'all understand that back in the day, some hotels, see they greedy behind money now and they don't believe in God anyway. But back in the day, some hotels didn't have a 13th floor. Friday the 13th. See, 13 is a negative number. So I gotta come before the, ch the children of God today and try to figure out a way to teach a positive message about <coughs> a negative year we finna have. But when you know something going in, you can make adjustments. Amen. Amen. I feel sorry for the ministry that's going into their 13th year not knowing what the number 13 is going to do to them. Amen. Remember, now, I don't know if y'all remember this. Dr. Wiggins been taught us about this. Remember, he talked about them threes. Yeah. And when I read it, it said that the number 13 is a demonic number. It's an evil number. It's used, it's used to show evilness in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting ready to go into the 13th year. And y'all thought we've been catching hell before. <laughs> but we're going to pray and denounce all that right now. Because I did go back far enough in my Bible to read 2 Corinthians where it says that all those things that try to lift itself up above the knowledge of God, he said that we can call those things and bring them down and make them submissive unto God. Amen. And I'm calling this 13th year a year of success. We're going to make the devil into a lion. Yeah. This will not be a negative year. We will not fall off the map. Because Amen. we know it going in. Amen. So when we see trouble starting, let's change our attitude. Amen. Amen. When we see things getting stirred up out there, let's change our attitude. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We ain't never had to turn nothing off. We ain't never had to shut nothing down. When we go on evangelism, we don't sell nothing to nobody. We give it all away. Hallelujah. Amen. We have Amen. never asked nobody to pay for nothing that we were given. Hallelujah. Amen. But that's because God has blessed us. Amen. And I'm asking God to bless us and carry us through this 13 years. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And God has led Sabbath rest. Yes, we've had uh, some problems as we went through ministry. Amen. Yeah. But I tell you what, we got some great teachers here. Amen. Amen. And we Amen. got people that study the Bible. We got people that study y'all. We ain't just coming up here teaching you what we heard. We did that for the first few years. Mm. Never pastor taught. That's what I came and taught. Hallelujah. Amen. And I ain't knocking my pastor. I love him to death. He the one got me on this road. But let me tell you something. The Protestant teaching has a lot is left to be desired. Amen. Yes, it does. Amen. They done, water, they done washed over everything and made everything seem pretty and nice. But, honey, I read somewhere, and we read it last week together. Jesus said, if your right eye offend you, you need to pluck it out. Because it's better you make it into heaven missing an eye than you don't make it in at all. He said, if your right hand offends you, you need to cut it off. Wow. Why? Because it's best you make it into heaven missing a hand Amen. than to not make it in at all. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah. is serious about it. Amen, amen, amen. God is serious about it. Amen. Amen. So we have great teaching. We've made, we've redone this entire edifice so it can look represent, well, representation of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a praise team that's better than any other on this side of heaven. Hallelujah. I just Amen. feel blessed. Amen. I don't know about you, church, but Sabbath Press has been a blessing in my life. Amen. And although Moses was called by God, Moses still had his ups and downs in life. Amen. Come on, let's have a rest. Say amen. 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 I believe we will establish yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. But if we didn't have some high times, yeah. we didn't have some very low times yeah. too. Amen. 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 Moses had time of obedience, uh -huh. but he also had times of disobedience. And we at Sabbath Rest, we are just like Moses. There's been times where we had great strength, but it's been times where we've been weak as all outdoors. But I'm so glad that somebody came to me like Jethro went to Moses and told him, you're making some mistakes. And I had people in my life that loved me enough to come and pull me to the side and say, as a senior pastor, you're making some mistakes. And not only was I glad somebody grabbed me and told me that, I'm glad God put it in my spirit to listen to that. Because sometimes people try to help us by giving us corrective criticism and we get mad at them and act like they wrong. That's somebody just trying to help you out, honey. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the mistakes that I was making, I don't plan on making no more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say learn from your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. So here we are now leading a flock of people. Hallelujah. 
And one thing I understand is that in my, in my flesh, in my fleshly heart, I really would love to have two, three, four, five hundred members. One of them 3,000 member churches where you got to come and have three, four services. I'm not going to lie, in my flesh, I want that. But then it was brought to my attention, he said, you better watch out looking for the crowd because the road to destruction is wide. They got many on that road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. sometimes what he's really saying in interpretation is be careful looking, trying to be a mega church because sometimes <laughs> mega full of hell. Yeah. Hallelujah. But he says on the narrow road, he says it's few. Amen. He says, but that path leads to righteousness, glory to his name. So I had to become comfortable with realizing that it may never grow to be this big, humongous church. Yeah. But nevertheless, wherever, wherever they got two or three, he said, yeah, yeah, he said yeah, that yeah. the spirit would be right, with us. Right, Hallelujah. Right, yeah. So I'm glad for the two or three we got. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. for those of you who show that you got faith in God and you continue to come and you continue to support this ministry. Amen. You continue to give so that we would have resources to go out and help those that are homeless, to go out and help those that are hungry. And we can only do it because you come and you give your resources. Amen. 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 But just like Moses, so here we are at Sabbath rest. And one thing I know for sure about Sabbath rest, it has been confirmed to me every time I wanted to quit, God would show up. Amen. Every time I wanted to give up, God would show up. Hallelujah. Every time I was ready to throw in the towel, God would show up. Amen. So I know for sure, without a shadow of doubt, that God has placed us in this, in this place. And we have been moving the entire 13 years. This is not a sit-down church. Hallelujah. Amen. And although it took the children of Israel 40 years in the wilderness, it didn't take us that long at all. Hallelujah. Amen. God has blessed us. Amen. And I want you to know, just like Israel in the wilderness, God is taking us somewhere. God has a promised land for us. Hallelujah. Amen. And I don't know if it's over in the by and by, but I think God got something big and better for us right here on earth. Hallelujah. That because we are sincere, we have a sincere group of people. Now this word per capita, per capita means you can have five people on your team and somebody else got 500, but your whole five is paying tithes and they got 100 paying tithes. Per capita, we whipping them. Amen. And per amen. capita, we got tithe pairs here in South Rest. Amen. 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 Per capita, we got people that believe in giving here in South Rest. Amen. 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 And I thank y'all for that because the church couldn't be what it is if it was not for those of you who consistently and continuously give. And sometimes y'all giving out of y'all lack because there's some of you who still give even when you're in between jobs. Hallelujah. I'm scratching my head wondering where she get that money from. Hallelujah. <laughs> she ain't even working right now. Amen. But, but the giving has never went down. Amen. Amen. There Amen. is an average every month that, I ain't going to tell y'all what the average is. But there is an average every month that since 2009, we have never missed that average. Never. Amen. Hallelujah. Now that tells you we have consistent givers here. Amen. And one thing I want you to know, since you have been faithful in your giving, we God, have been faithful being stewards over your money. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't spend the church money. I don't pull out the church credit card whenever I, I feel like I need to. Amen. I don't use the church credit card to put gas in my car. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't use the church credit card to go make groceries for myself. Amen. And I sure don't use the credit card to make groceries for my side people. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Say Amen. You know I ain't got no side people. Amen. I would be missing some days if I had a side piece. Amen. I'd be running late some days if I had a side piece. Hallelujah. I couldn't run a morning and a night prayer line if I had a side piece. Hallelujah. Amen. I can't have no side piece with my phone showing up Sabbath rest every time I call somebody. Hallelujah. We being good stewards over your money. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, when folk come here, because you know how people, that's why we didn't turn the church phone back on. Because the only calls we was getting is folk who was bad. Think churches are supposed to support their habits. Cause you cause you wasted your money. You think I'm supposed to give you the people money. No. Uh-uh. No. When I see you, when I see you making a step, I'm gonna help you. Because help is always Prime, secondary. Secondary. Help is always secondary. secondary. If you helping somebody before they help themselves, you ain't helping them, you enabling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am not an enabler. 
If I can get my little five foot seven self up every morning and go push a lawnmower and cut grass and make money, I feel like everybody ought to be able to do at least that. Amen. Amen. You ain't got to be no doctor, no lawyer. Hallelujah. Let me take lawyer off the list. They ain't no good anyway. But you ain't got to be, you ain't got to go get no big high, uh, 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 all that. No. Do something honest with your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we have been through battles and struggles here at Sabarez, but God was still faithful. Every now and then the people murmur and complain. Mm -hmm. But God was still faithful. Amen. Come on, let me be honest. Every now and then the pastor murmured and complained. <laughs> yeah, but God was still faithful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still let it rain down on the just yes. as well as the unjust. And when, when we became arrogant and stiff-necked people, God was still faithful. Thank Hallelujah. You, Thank you, when we became ungrateful, because sometimes we can be some ingrates, can't we? Yeah. God is still Faithful. Thank you, Lord. And that tells me that as the pastor, that I have to remain faithful. Mm -hmm. Because I have a Bible full of characters that remain faithful to God. Yeah. And the Bible says of itself that it was written for our example. So for all the things that God showed us in the Bible, that's those things are our example of how we should live. Amen? Amen. Yes, Sabbath rest going through some very hard times. But we're still here. Amen. Amen. And you know what I love? We're not still here just struggling, just barely making it, just barely surviving, talking about uh, uh, just keeping our head above the wall. Uh-uh, we're doing good. Amen. If it's something we need, we can go get it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This building can burn down right now. I'm going to just ask that y'all run out of that door. <laughs> but guess what? We can go get another one. Why? Because we got insurance. Hallelujah. <laughs> God, God gave me insurance, but I had to put insurance on this building. Hallelujah. Amen. If a good, if a good strong wind come by and, and blow it down, we got windstorm. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If, the, if the waters rise up in, in the flood, guess what? We got flood insurance. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, Harvard, Harvard taught us that you might have a mega church, yeah. but you didn't have mega insurance. I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. So here, we're just not barely making it. Here at Sabbath Rest, we didn't just turn inward on each other and just have. It really does take away the definition of the word church if you're not going out and feeding the hungry. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. And, 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 and this is not in, a, in an effort to try to talk about nobody church, but I do want to say this. If your church, if your fellowship, if your congregation is always just in here, just having church, singing songs for yourself, and you ain't never out there in the world trying to watch what Jesus said. The Bible says that he gathered them to himself. And he placed some on his right-hand side and some on his left-hand side. Well, the ones on the right-hand side spoke up first. You know why they spoke up first? Because they could be bold. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, they said, well, why you put us on the right-hand side? He said, because when I was hungry, you fed me. Mm -hmm. When I was naked, you clothed me. Mm -hmm. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. Amen. And when I was alone, you visited me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, the ones on the left-hand side, they wanted to know why they got put over there. He said the opposite. When I was hungry, mm -hmm. you just kept having church. Oh. When I was thirsty, y'all just kept having church. When I was naked, y'all just kept having church. Hallelujah. Amen. That was an old man went to a church one day and he had on some very, very ragged clothes. And he did. He sat in the back. But all the old uppity church members went to the pastor after church. You know, you seen that man back there? He had on them old ragged clothes? So the next week, the man came back again. And the people looking around, complaining like old church folk do. And they went to the pastor and said, no, pastor, you got to do something about this. This man can't keep coming here like this. So the pastor ran up to the man out the church room and said, hey, brother, how you doing? How you doing? Glad to have you here with us. But I really need you to pray and ask God if you should come to this church dressed like this. I really, when you come, before you come back, make sure you pray and ask God, should you come to, come to this church like this? So the man left and went on about his business. And next week, sure enough, he came back and he was still dressed the same way. And the pastor said, I thought I told you to pray and ask God, should you come to this church like that? He said, I did. And God said, that ain't his church. <laughs> you see, so sometimes just because you got a steeple on the building, yeah, and sometimes just because you got a sign out there that says such, such church, 
That don't mean that God is going to come. But one thing I'm proud about here is that if Jesus was to stop by, I think Jesus would come on in and take a seat. Because ain't nobody worrying about how nobody dressed. Amen. Ain't nobody worrying about how somebody smelled. Hallelujah. We just trying to come and get our praise on so we can tell God thank you for all the marvelous and magnificent things that he's done in our life. I'm proud to be the pastor of this church. Amen. This is a church on the move. Hallelujah. We out in the world. We out on the streets. We out saving souls. Hallelujah. I'm proud to be the pastor of this church. This is a giving church, a tithing church. Amen. And not only are you giving your tithes, you're being faithful in your tithes and your offerings. Amen. I'm proud to be the pastor of this church. This is a Bible teaching church. Watch this. Amen. This is a stable church. Amen. We ain't being tossed to and fro by every little new thing that come along. The Bible says what it says, and we're going to teach what it says. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is an honest church. I told y'all in 2012 I'm going to have to work on my line. Because I didn't want to be the one to get line. Because they got some honest people in here that's trying to do right. Amen. And it would be a shame with all the honest people in here that's trying to do right, trying to live right, and you got a shiesty pastor. And they got a whole lot to be moved on. <laughs> this is a holy church. Amen. And the word holy means sanctified, consecrated. We have been set apart by God for a special purpose. Yeah. To do his will, to preach his word, to reach his people. There's those out there in this world that's lost, y'all. And, and look, look, they just, they ain't no different than us when we was out there. They lost and they happy about it. Amen. But they need somebody to come along and introduce them to, to God's son, Jesus Christ. Amen. They need somebody to come along and tell them how God loved them. Yeah. They need somebody to come along and put their arms around them and tell them Jesus loves you. Amen. This is a church where Jesus is. Hallelujah. Amen. So clap your hands right now for the Lord. Hallelujah. And all the wonderful things that he has done through Sabbath. Just keep yourself a hand clap real quick. Because you are still here, amen. I still like sitting in my right mind. I still got strength in my body. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's all because of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Many people have dropped off, and not just from Sabbath rest. Many people have dropped off from serving God. Yeah. Many have died and gone on the glory. Many are sick and confused in their minds right now. But somebody needs to say, I'm still here. Still Put here. your faith in God. Amen. Put your hope in God. Put your trust in God. Because God can move what you can't conquer. Yeah. Hallelujah. And watch this. God can conquer what you, you can't, can't move. move. Amen. So if you have having trouble with something in your life, I want you to know that God can conquer that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You give God your guilt over what you have done. Amen. Give God your shame over who you are. You got to know that God is able, hallelujah. But not only is he able, said, tell him what? He's also willing. Amen. So I wanted to come this morning and just encourage you for a minute. Make the things of God important in your life. If you don't understand, that's cool because I don't either. Amen. And I read this book all the time. The more I read it, the more I don't understand God. Amen. But what kind of God would he be if a little human mind could understand it? Would he really be God at all? Yeah. So we trying to understand God. Well, all God wants you to do is love him. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't try to understand him. Baby. Just love him. Just live for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Make the things of God important in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. There may be one in this place today who needs to know Jesus as their personal Savior. 